Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hey, Jeff Cohn here with the Team Building Podcast. Super jacked today to have an amazing guest, Chris Noggle, with us. Uh, I'm going to read his official bio. Chris is nationally recognized. He's an entrepreneur, speaker, trainer, real estate investor. He was recently starred on the HGTV show called Risky Builders. And with over 12 years of experience, Chris has successfully completed over 200 deals and managed over $30 million in investor money. As co-founder of Flip Out Academy and Money School, Chris mentors and guides up and coming investors on how to get results and create passive income through real estate. Chris, how are you doing today, man? I'm doing awesome, man. Thanks for having me on the show. I'm pumped. Hey, I'm, gl I'm glad to have you. And I know we were talking off air a little bit about some of our successes and how uh, raising capital sometimes becomes someone's greatest hurdle because they just simply don't know a lot about it. And of course, I shared with you, I have my own investment company. We buy and sell about 100 houses a year. You've obviously done over 200 deals. So explain to our audience members, I guess, what your role is today, and then we can start to kind of piece together how you got there. Sure. So we have seven different companies, uh, everything from a wholesale company to a big flip operation, and then we own a lot of rentals. What I really specialize in is our company called Money School, where we teach people how money really works in real estate. So, you know, the biggest thing that I've always found, you know, given my humble beginnings is money was always my barrier to success. It was always that, that mindset thing that played games with me that never, I never wanted to chase my dreams. So I was like, well, I got to have the money. I got to have this. So today what I do is I teach entrepreneurs and mostly real estate investors exactly where that money is and how to get it. And it's not what most people think. They, they all think the traditional ways and that's not where money is for your deals. And I'm very passionate about changing the way people think about exactly where that money is and how to awesome. get it. Awesome. Well, I, I know we have a lot of people that listen to us that make a lot of money. And I, I agree with you that a lot of times, independent of how much we make, we always think we don't have enough. And the truth is, I don't think that people are willing to take the time to learn how to invest. And we invest a lot without money. So people are like, what? Invest without money? You can use other people's money, which is the best way That's I That's all we so, do. There you go. So we'll get into that a little bit. Before doing that, what type of deals are you funding? What type of deals are you finding? You had mentioned you had done about 200 sides. Are these single family, multifamily, commercial, or all of the above? Yeah, that's a great question. So most of our business is one to four units. We truly believe in the one to four unit model. That's what we focus on, uh, whether it be flips, which we're not doing as many flips as we used to. We mostly do the burst strategy, buy, rehab, rent, and refinance, and just building a massive portfolio doing it that way. We used to have multifamilies and large multifamilies, and I just don't see... I don't see the value prop right now, given that the market's so high in buying those. It's too speculative. Yeah. We're, we're in the exact same boat as you. I agree with awesome. that. You can buy single family or these one to four units like he's talking about. Um, typically right now, we're finding them with a very strong and aggressive marketing approach. We're getting them about 30% below market value and that's after repair value. So if you go and buy single family or sorry, multi, uh, big multifamily complexes, you're probably looking at buying them at market value. Yeah, at best. It, at most best, of them are going right? over ask. Yes, right. our model is exactly the same as yours, Jeff. Okay. Yep. yep. And, that, and that's what I see across the board when we mastermind with top uh, residential real estate investors across the country. Let me speak first to, because this sure. is kind of interesting, these one to four units. Um, teach me, because I'm not super experienced when it comes to multi. Are those considered multi 
isn't it over four that it's considered multi under four or five is five family yes so five and up would be considered multi commercials but okay. uh yeah we just focus on the one to four units and to be honest with you a lot of what we do today is single family houses i love the single family house rental model i, I love it if you could um, buy them fast enough that's the challenge someone might have a 1031 and have two million dollars well how do you go deploy that in 90 days like how much time usually do they give you to deploy your 1031 capital there's usually not enough not short enough. window right exactly <clears throat> so something that i've heard just from a strategy standpoint and it all is in line with what you guys are doing is that there's a lot of institutional money out there so <clears throat> huge hedge funds that have 100 million dollars and that needs to be deployed by the end of 2019 and so they look at 200 300 thousand unit complexes so you're competing against all this institutional money that it has investors that are okay making six, seven, eight percent. So if you're looking to have big wins, we, you know, our white unicorn's a 20% return, which is what we're typically getting cash in, cash out. We find that we're competing against way less people if we look at properties that are under even 100 units, because a lot of institutional money wants to buy properties that are typically 100 units or more. And so I think that there's this special area between you know two units to 100 units what was your what would be your thought on that for people that are listening yeah i mean that that's the thing so a lot of times people do have 1031s they need to deploy that capital in these hedge funds you can't compete with a hedge fund they, it doesn't matter what they pay they, they just need that money on the street same thing with private funds they need to buy and they need to buy before the end of the year so you don't want to be caught buying into that speculation where if you just stick to that model we were talking about the one to four units you're buying just like you would have flipped you do heavy marketing you bring the deals in and then you get them but the other thing I love about our model and you know, doing it the way we do it is, number one, your quality of tenants better. We don't even call them tenants, we call them residents. But the other thing that you get with that is you get the ultimate exit strategy. So I, I love it because I can build a portfolio of 100 single family houses. And then if I get in trouble, the market shifts and I need liquidity for something or the other, I sell off one, two, I sell a couple of them off. If you own big multifamilies, what are you going to do? You're gonna sell your whole multifamily portfolio. And I speak from experience because back in 2009 to 14, that's what I did. I bought big multifamilies and I got myself pretty deep, highly leveraged. I got really deep in it and I, I just couldn't make it happen. So I had to sell things off and it was difficult because I had to sell large portfolio or large properties off that right. I should have kept, but I so needed liquidity. To make it sound as simple as possible, in Monopoly, when you run out of money and you're landing on people's spaces and you have to start mortgaging your properties, that's what happens when you can't cover your debt obligation. And to Chris's point, it's much easier when you have a big single family portfolio and you're 200,000 upside down and all you need to do is sell two of your rentals and now you're golden. But if you have this all in a multifamily, all your eggs in one basket and you're upside down, you, you need money from some other, something else so you can really get yourself into a pickle. It's just always nice to be in that position where if you need liquidity, you know, you just say, well, I'm going to sell that one. I'm going to sell that sure. one. I don't really like that person that I rent to. So I'm going to sell that one off instead of saying, well, I got to sell my whole 20 unit portfolio because it's either that or I, I lose right. something. I lose my house. I, yeah. You know, th those decisions aren't fun ones. And the other thing too that's very important, and this is something I talk about a lot to all the people that we work with is, the markets work in cyclical cycles, very predictable patterns, kind of like the weather. We're in Buffalo. We get weather patterns here and the, the news comes on, big storm, stay inside, don't go out. Well, the stock market works the same way. And if you think that real estate is completely, uh, you know, protected against the stock right. market, not. So yeah. the best opportunity I see right now is we are at the top, top of a cycle. The next step is it's going to go down. And if you were positioned properly, if you knew where all the money was to buy all the deals you could ever buy and you were ready in a downward cycle like 2008, 9, 10, 11, where would you be today? 
seriously, like what would your life look like if you had started buying real estate in 2009 to 2012 and you had all the money in the world to buy? Like you'd be three times richer. You know the answer. Maybe 10 (laughs) times, maybe Maybe. 10x. And that's what's going to happen. And if you don't believe me, like just wait, I'm dead on right. So a lot of people now will hear you say that. And I see the biggest challenge for people wanting to get into it is they have, they're in a cash position. Maybe it's a 1031 and they're saying to themselves, I don't want to buy yet because I know it's dropping. I know it's dropping. So I'll speak to that first and then I'd love to hear your opinion on that as well. The best time to do anything is now, as long as it's the right deal and you can control the buy price, you can't control the sell price. So what I would suggest to anyone is look at your own market and ask an agent to go do an analysis of what the greatest appreciation was in your marketplace when it dropped. The greatest drop of all time in the United States was back in 2008 to 2010. In Omaha, Nebraska, it was a, we saw a 7% decline in the greatest like drop of all time. Same as Buffalo. So in my opinion, as long as I'm buying them at least 7% below market, I'm covering my debt obligation even in a declining market. So if we can buy them more than seven in your market, someone listening, it might be, you got to buy it at least 20%, but you can essentially protect against those times. Assume it's going to happen because it is. The, you know, Gary Keller wrote the book Shift. The market goes up and down. It's cyclical, but that doesn't mean you can't get in. Just make sure you get in at the right dollar amount. What's your thought on so, that? So, you know, it's, it's a lot of the same things and it just comes down to the buy. So a lot of people will put the brakes on and say, oh, I'm not going to buy right now because it's too high. But that doesn't mean there's not deals. People are dying. People are losing their houses. People are going through divorces. I don't mean to point out the bad things, but come on, that's the business. We are in the business of helping people that are in distress. We find distressed properties and we find it through marketing. So if you know how to buy lucrative off-market deals and you know how to find those deals where you can help somebody, it doesn't matter what market cycle you're in. You just have to be very refined with your numbers and your formula. And your your formula is ours. 70% of ARV minus rehab, that's our buy. If it's, a, if it's any more than that, I walk away. Yep. You know what happens, Jeff? When we make offers, a lot of times it's always the same thing. No, we're going to list it on the market or, oh, we're going we're gonna to look at other options. Guess who calls back in two weeks because <laughs> we hold the cash. We got the cash machine that will pay you right now, and I know you need the money now. You just need yep. to through. So that's how we do it. We basically just follow a system. We market very heavily and we use realtors. We use realtors a lot. And we tell realtors, this is what we're looking for. Find them. And they go out and they find them. We make a lot of offers and it's a lot of work for the realtors that we work for, but it's extremely lucrative for them because we're buying such volumes. And that's how we do it. I mean, there's really not like a crazy secret. It's just be consistent and be persistent in everything you do. And every single no you get is just one step closer to a yes. So don't ever say, oh, they said no, it's, that's it. No, a no will be a yes. Just keep doing what you do. Yep. Every house you walk through as well gets an offer. I mean, unless you see some like legal issue with acquiring it or some crazy problematic defect, typically we're going to write an offer on every deal. We're just going to figure out where do we need to be to be at that 70-30 rule. Um, for the audience listening, and I think about, I, I always think like putting myself in everyone's shoes. And obviously I've gone down this road. You've been down this road. What's the greatest hurdle do you think? And I know we talked about money before. I feel, you know, in my opinion, it's the money and it's the finding the right deal. And you had said off market deals. Mm-hmm. So just to share with the audience members, what do you think are like the top two or three strategies in finding a deal that's not on the MLS? It's not on Craigslist. It's not posted anywhere. You have to actually go find it. Well, there's no magic answer. You know, there's no button you hit and all of a sudden lucrative off-market deals pop up on your radar screen. But you know what it is? is It's a relationship business. We all know that. So we built relationships with estate attorneys, divorce attorneys, with estate brokers. So the people that go in first, if someone passes away or they're getting moved to a nursing home, we know the people that are first through that door and they basically position us as, hey, you know, if you need to get rid of this house, I know somebody that buys them for cash. They can close as fast as you want to class 
close and they'll make this really easy for you. We get leads almost every single day from estate brokers and that's just one source. So the relationship's massive, but what we also do is direct mail. And I know a lot of people say snail mail's dead. It is not. No, it, we is do not. Too. It, is, it is like our most effective thing. We spend a lot of money, about six to $10,000 every month we're spending on direct marketing. And I know that seems like a big number. And if it's not your number, start wherever you can be. Start $500 yeah. a month, but do it consistently and persistently. I can't tell you how many people I meet that get into the direct mail. They do a couple campaigns. Either they don't get results or they get their deal and they just stop. That's not how you build a successful business. You got to keep doing it. Keep doing it to the point where literally you have so many calls coming in. You, you are so stressed out. You don't know what to do. Hire a VA to take the calls. Get, get some type of a software to take those calls and, and you know, rail those over to who they need to go to. Call rail is the one that we use. But yep, um, that's, that's how we do it. Direct mail is huge. Bandit signs. And here's the thing. So this is an awesome marketing strategy we've been doing. Most people will have a cat or dog, right? Do you have a cat or dog? We have a dog. Okay, so we're big cat people. And I know that just about no matter who you target, whoever you talk to, they're gonna be on one side of the fence or the other. They love dogs or they love cats. So we do marketing campaigns with little kittens and little puppies. And I oh swear gosh. to you, and our, kit, our kitten's name is Scouty. Okay, he's not a kitten anymore, but we found him when he was a kitten. And we say, Scouty wants to buy your house. So we'll do a campaign with Scouty and mm -hmm. literally it will be direct mail. Scouty will be at the top. Scouty wants to buy your house. Call us for a free. Scouty will make an all cash offer in your house. We do direct mail that way. We do ringless voicemails and it's all targeted around this cute little furry red cat. That's well, awesome. The dog use the dog. It, I wish I could even like pay, make this up, but more people call us because they love the cat. They don't care about the house, but they call us because they want an offer from the damn There's cat. power behind these animals. I heard someone recently is telling me about like they've been doing studies on like Tinder accounts and which Tinders, which pictures get swiped up more or left, right. I don't know. I've never been on this. I got married 15 years ago, but essentially which pictures get more dates than other pictures and pictures with pets is the number one thing for men. So women want to see men with pets. Dude, pets will win. I'm telling you houses to get you a wife. I have, I have gotten, we did this and it all started with a Facebook ad. Literally like I posted a Facebook ad of the cat on the, the dash when we first got him at a flip that we bought and it just said, Scouty wants to buy your house. Then we did another one with him on a computer yawning. We said, Scouty's getting sick of waiting for you to call. He wants to buy your house. It's so stupid. We spent maybe $50 on boosting that ad and the phones lit up to the point where we're like, something's wrong. And yep. you know, you get a couple deals out of that, but that's just deal flow. And if you sure. just consistently do that, but don't so what, you think out of the box. Sure. One of the things that I know our audience members understand is building systems. And a lot of the agents listening either have a team where all the agents are already doing this or they themselves are doing this, or it's a little bit of a hybrid of both. We know about paying for leads and paying for referral fees. We know about servicing leads. I would say that the investment wheel you create is the same exact thing, but it has to have a system and you have to know your return on investment. So I'm sure Chris knows how much it costs to acquire a closed deal in Buffalo. For Omaha, it's about $2,000. And then our average net on a retail, a wholesale or a wholesale is about 20,000. So the ROI is 10, 10X ROI on our flipping reel. Are you guys close to that? Is are your numbers? We're a little bit under where your numbers are actually. Okay, but yeah. you're probably doing a lot more Pretty volume close. than we are. So that's usually the number we see across the board. But if you can build a wheel that does a two extra turn, you're winning. 
Yeah. So it's just Absolutely. a matter of tracking it. And, you know, and if you already have a real estate team, have an agent on the team that you designate as your acquisition manager, who's the one that goes out and follows up with all these lead opportunities. A lot of people listening have all of the right tools to be able to do this and just simply haven't chosen to take the time to make it intentional. Right. So the last piece that I'd want to speak to is the money. I think agents have an idea of where they can go about finding the deals. Um, a lot of the agents listening make a lot of money, but of course are using it to cover cover the cost of their car and their house and put money away for savings. So let's say that someone's ready to do their first deal. They've never bought an investment property before. You had talked about this Burr strategy, which I'm a big believer in as well. So instead of flipping and just getting 20 grand that Uncle Sam takes 40% of, you can buy something and hold it and get your money out of that deal sooner than most people think. Some of them that we refinance, we can refinance in 90 days. So explain to everyone a little bit, maybe take us through Burr one more time and sure. take us through an example transaction that you might acquire, like buy the house over 150, fix it up, now it's worth 200. I'll just, I'll just give you a recent one we just did. So it's a duplex up in Buffalo in a decent area, but still a scary area. We bought the house for 90 grand, and which was a good price. It's worth about 180. And we found that through marketing, same thing as every, but we got the deal. And the biggest thing about money, and I, whether you have money or you don't have money, where most people think they need to go for money is the bank. Most banks, number one, are gonna loan 80% of purchase price. That means you're out of pocket 20% plus closing costs plus rehab. So this one, this duplex, we had about 30,000 in rehab. So we painted windows, upper unit rental, and we got it all finished up. So we're now making 900 on the upper, 750 on the lower. We're into it about 120. The very next, and I used private money. Where did the private money come from? Self-directed IRAs. So how many people do you know that have IRAs out there? But what people don't know is that in their IRA, they can move it to a custodian that does self-directed IRAs and they can use that money to buy real estate. Well, or more importantly, not buy real estate, loan money to people for them to buy real estate, being the banks, the ultimate. So that's how we got the money. We used somebody's self-directed IRA. They loaned us the money. I, I love, Chris, the bank. I love how much you just said in 10 seconds. Like <laughs> what you just said can make people that are listening multimillionaires. Because there's trillions of dollars. Right it's infinite. Trillions of dollars. It's it, it is. And, I and you can get, the beauty is you can give them better returns on your self-directed investment through your investment company than they're ever going to dream of getting in the stuff that they're in right now. And that's why they choose to do it. Yeah, we don't use banks for acquisitions, period, ever. We never use a bank. We use private money from people that you, you would think, oh, you must have a bunch of rich people. Absolutely not. We are in Buffalo, blue collar, America, Rust Belt. I find people that need a change in their life. I find people that need more money for retirement and I offer them 10% fixed on their money. Then I give them a first position lien on the property, meaning you are the bank. You made them the bank. If you don't pay them, they now own your house. They and foreclose. Real quick, it. you guys can do promissory notes and do the exact same thing mm -hmm. outside of an IRA. It doesn't have to be self-directed. If you have someone that does have 100,000 and wants to fund your first project, you pay them a 10% return, have them guarantee it and take first position. You can do that as well. Right. So that's self-directed IRAs. I wish I had an hour to talk. I'd yeah. get into 401ks, so get an equity, but there's so many things that every single person you know has that they don't even know how to use. You sure. can teach people how to be the bank and there's trillions okay. and trillions. Anyway, so self-directed IRA bank. money gets us into the deal. We had a $30,000 yes. rent. We're 120 grand in. Okay. Cash flowing. You talked about the rent you're getting on both sides. What's the next step? So the next step. I wasn't even done with the deal. I took the deal to our local community bank and a community bank is the only type of bank we use. We then we refinanced it. They'll give you 80% of the appraised value. So when we got it all done, the house appraised, we ended up pulling out $18,000 more than what the, the, we had in the deal. So we paid our investor back. We pulled out 18,000 bucks. So basically flipped it to ourselves. So do, real and quick. Now, if it yep. appraises at $880,000, you guys, if you're tracking. Correct. 
the bank is giving them 80% of $180,000. So they end up making 20 grand when you get everyone paid back and get them their 10%, you're still making a profit and keeping the investment. That's the biggest thing. We keep the asset. And yeah. now we have an asset that we have zero money in, zero. Not one penny of our yeah. money is in that deal. And we make money while we sleep. And we just turn that thing and we just cash flow it and cash flow it and cash flow it. And that's the perfect burr. But let's just say you get a bad burr and where you do need, you got to put 10 grand in because maybe it doesn't appraise as high. Do the math. I got a single family house that we make 62% on our 10 grand. That's exactly how much we have in 10 grand. We make 62% return. And that's one I screwed up on. So if you could screw up and make 62% on your money, would you? That's, a burn. that's exactly right. what it is. Yeah, it's awesome. Chris, how does someone get in touch with you? I know we could go on for five hours. This oh, has been amazing. Big topic. Thank you so much for walking people through this. And this is exactly what my investment company does. We acquired 50 doors just last year and we've applied this burst strategy. We were flipping and making 20 grand a flip. And I'm like, why are we losing out on all these houses that we could have kept? And honestly, and some, most of them, we got the same amount of money just in the refi, like it's a no brainer oh, to find the right banks to interview enough people and you guys can piece it's, all this together. It's just so funny, Jeff, the more people that I meet that, you know, understand this stuff, we all share the exact same ideas. Like what you just said, why would I give it up for 20 when I can keep it and make 20 and never give it up? So right. if people want to get a hold of me, easiest way is Facebook, Chris Noggle or Flip Out Academy. You can find me either one or my website, chrisnoggle.com. Now it's N-A-U-G-L-E. And one of the biggest things, if anyone ever had any questions about how money really works, all these strategies brought down to a fifth grade level we teach this at a thing called inner circle it's our mastermind we bring in 10 people at a time we go deep into it for one day it's very affordable and literally I would change people's lives the, the testimonials and people love it they learn more than they've ever learned about money in one day and then they they realize that they've been being lied to their entire life about how money really works Awesome. Thank you again, Chris. We'll have all of those links here in the body. Um, if you're here on iTunes or YouTube, you'll be able to find cross links there. We also would request that anyone that got value out of this, which I'm sure it's anyone that listened, would you please go out to iTunes, give Chris's episode a five-star ranking and give him a shout out in your message that you post on there. Um, last thing, I want to continue to stress the importance of all of our audience members attending our team building summit this summer. Uh, it's going to be June 24th through June 26th in conjunction with the College World Series Championship Baseball game. So any of those baseball lovers out there, come check it out. Great time to visit Omaha. The weather's beautiful. It's in downtown Omaha, which is what we call our old market district. It was all these like cobblestone roads that were put in in the late 1800s. They're still intact. So it's going to be a great time. It's a two full day event teaching agents how to leverage their business and get out of the day-to-day -day grind. We will have people that are going to come and speak on real estate investing and a lot of other topics that are applicable to anyone and everyone that listens to this podcast. So to find out more information about that upcoming event, just go out to EliteRealEstateSystems.com, click on events. I think we're selling tickets for like 297 bucks. It's super inexpensive for two full days of content. Chris, it was a pleasure. Thank you again for coming on our show today. Thank you so very much. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah, yeah.